man, I'm digging this. Um, yeah, I'm getting like a weird grapefruit. Oh, it's so good. I like that. This is fun. What a fun yeah. whiskey. What I a like fun, that you like that. What a fun whiskey time I've had. Fun whiskey time. What? Nice. So, <laughs> saying what weird. <laughs> Just saying it weird, man. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and gosh dang it, that's why we like you. Uh, super excited, our 151st episode, not that that's a big deal, but that's kind of a fun deal for us. Uh, today we are drinking some Bacardi 151 in honor of episode 151. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not drinking Bacardi 151, we're drinking some King County Bottle and Bond. Uh, super excited to get into this because I, if I remember correctly, the last King County we had was pretty tasty and, uh, yeah, so yeah, looking forward to this. So it'll be fun. I've never had it. Uh, looking forward to Cole's notes on it. Uh, but if you want, please hit us up. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's on what's the money one, Cole, Boy, just uh, Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com slash chill filtered. Uh, either way, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, also, uh, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Boom! All the all the business Totes. out the way. There we go. Yeah, man, hundred percent business. Hundred percent business. See, that's me. I'm all business, Cole. Cole, you mean business? <laughs> but Cole, how's your business been? How are things? Oh, business is is rolling. Yeah, let me think about that question. Actually. <laughs> Better week than last week in terms of work. You know, I told you last week I was pretty stressed at work, feeling kind of dumb and not where I wanted to be. A little bit better this week, kind of working through things. It's busy, though. Like, like work is mm-hmm. um, long, long days of, like, getting a lot done, which I dig. You know, I, I enjoy a good day when I feel very productive. Uh, otherwise... Uh, I told you, I think last week as well, that jewelry had been like blowing out the the roof. Like I had just been getting so many orders, it was almost overwhelming. Yeah. So I slowed that down a little bit, decreased my discount, and so that was good. Uh, I'm kind of at a point now where I'm knocking out every order that I intended to, and um, yeah, so I'm kind of at a good level, or lowered or raised the discount once again, and kind of taking orders again. So that's been good. Uh, what's new, though, is the question that I want to get to. What is new? I am just very excited to have a little girl soon. I was just hanging out with Heather. And just just like, in a way, I'm like, I can't wait to meet her. But in a way, I'm like, no, no, you chill there. You get your beauty rest, <laughs> little girl. You get and, your you, uh, you so new parent. You new parent. Get as much beauty rest as you can. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm getting like soon. eight strong hours a night. I've been, I, I typically go to bed, this makes me sound so old, at like 9.30, and I'll wake up at like 4.30, and then hit the gym, and then go about my day. Um, but it's been good. Good. And then, I I think, I, I don't think I've mentioned this, uh, a week or two ago, I got, I was at Total Wine, and I saw an Ardbeg committee release in the... Mm. Uh, the the glassed off shelf or what what do they call it the uh you know the like they the hide it behind spot. some yeah the fancy spot yeah. so I got uh, Ardbeg Scorch uh, yeah. which is pretty legit 
uh, a committee release at Total Wine. I felt very lucky. And so um, grabbed that and felt pretty good. I, I almost, you know, it wasn't cheap, uh, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself uh, to something <laughs> nice because I've been doing well with jewelry. And uh, yeah, it's a good week. Um, listening to a lot of uh, the yeah, yeah, yeahs lately. Yeah. And yeah. Say, yeah. say, 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 wait. They don't love you like they I don't love, love you. you like yeah. You know, it's funny. That's like that's like a great song for sure. It's on it was on But I've been listening to their band. other albums. So that's the yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. But they're I have been really impressed with them as a band. No, they're good. I've kind of been on them for like a year now. Like if I were to guess just really digging their music and d- wow. digging deeper and deeper cool. into their discography. I'm going to have to call BS on that because last week you were like into electro rockabilly hop or something like that. Electro swing. <laughs> Thank you very much. And one can enjoy both, Robbie. Okay, well, okay. I thought, all right. I thought they were mutually exclusive. My bad. <laughs> so what are you listening to lately? Oh, man. Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's came out with a new album. I've been listening to that classic Boston. Nice. Uh, and then is it good? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's more of what you got kind of uh, after they kind of hit that clueless nine like ninety seven ninety eight, um, yeah, kind of popular point of ska. And but it's all good. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, if you like like the Boston's after that, you'd like this album. So it's it's you know you can tell they're getting so, over. That's good. Yeah. Listeners, let me tell you something about Robbie Dedlow. Is <laughs> that when he met his now wife, uh, what what impressed me about the story of how he, or at least the first few weeks of getting to know this girl named Chelsea, um, Robbie was very impressed. I think this is how it went. And correct me if I'm wrong, Robbie. That Robbie was very impressed that she had a CD collection larger than his. <laughs> it's a and wild Robbie's goal. got quite the CD collection. I did, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I remember even going through your your CD collection and seeing the Mighty Mighty Boston's mm-hmm. in there, as well as a few other great bands. Uh, but it was a chunk, or I think it was more than just a Dude. one of those huge, like, uh, it's, it's like, like multi sleeve kind of thing. It was like a the hundred hundred sleeve one, or maybe like two hundred something. Yeah, it was a like, and like I had two of those. It was oh, big. Gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. so nice not having to carry those things around and, anymore. Uh, I used to get CDs stolen out of my car Robbie all the is, time because I forget to roll the windows up. Dang. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, but Robbie is uh, a very good or a very much, very much, much appreciator of of good music, like music. and um, wants to support the the musicians as well. I noticed that there's not a lot of burned CDs in your in your sleeves. No. You you want to Absolutely. give the money to where it belongs. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, Boston's came out with a new album, and then funny, I started listening to which I haven't forever, but I forgot how much how good they are and how I rise against. I started listening to them again this week. So good, mm. so good. I, you know, uh, here's where I stand with Rise Against. What's that song? Uh, we ran away or ran away or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, it came a- out in like '09. Mm, um, I'd have to hear it too. But they, there's a line in that song which turned me off to the band completely. Oh, really? What's the line? And here's the line. 
we ran like vampires from a thousand burning suns. And it just was a complete turnoff for me. I just was like, I lost all respect in this band. (laughs) And like, I get it. There's like musical, um, you know, uh, license to say some things that are thought provoking. But I felt like that was pathetic and i and i do have weird things with certain bands as you know i don't like benjamin gibbard uh because of his creepy songs but i do like uh uh, billy corgan and he has plenty of creepy songs uh it's weird i have weird turnoffs for certain um, no i got you artists you know what so you you know what lyric i've hated i hate the most more than anything well there's two what's that uh one (laughs) i think it's sugar ray no. Okay. No, no. It's Lindy Kravitz. I want to fly like a butterfly so high in the Yeah. Ocean. Like he rhymes fly with fly a couple times in that song. That drives yeah, me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Everclear, like, I will buy you a new car, perfect, shiny, and new. Like you rhyme new with new. Why don't you say blue? Get, like, get him a blue car that's new. Like that rhymes. I don't know. <laughs> it always drove me nuts. That's like Paramore says that one line. It's like, um, that'll never change. Once a uh i'll use the word i guess horror you're nothing more sorry that'll never change she rhymed that'll never change with that'll never change and i'm like wow that's impressive to get a hit song and do so poorly or so that's my thoughts or, of is she, well. or is she so smart that she rhymed that'll never change and didn't change it at all because it would never change whoa oh. <laughs> insta respect anyway Anyway. No, I feel that. I feel like turn off lyrics, you yeah, know, where you're like, all right, you kind of like, didn't, you, you could have tried a little harder. Yeah. But anyway. And some, you can, you could still deal with the band, even though it wasn't that great. Uh, but some, it's hard to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Rise Against. Not, not for you anymore. I've enjoyed some of their songs. Oh, they're just, yeah, they're awesome. I like them. What That's cool. Some? Yeah. How you doing otherwise? Oh, a little rough. Moose Moose gave us a scare yeah. last night. He was, well, he, uh, he's garbage gut and he got into a bunch of, he like, so the twins have like their stay in bed treats. Like if they do a good nap, good rest, or nice. like have a good day, like they get, uh-huh. they get like to pick a sucker or skittles? a kiss or something like that. No, we got rid of the skittles. Cause nice. did, did I ever tell you about the spider, the, entry the spider, in the, yeah. <laughs> the spider in the skittles jar? Yeah, yeah so you did. We stopped doing the skittles jar after we got spiders, brand new in there. <laughs> Um, oh, it's scary. But uh, so he ate, oh, gosh, I don't know, like a hundred suckers in a like a bag, like probably oh, like wow. hundred Hershey Kisses in the wrappers and stuff. And he, <laughs> yeah, Chelsea was so mad. She texted me like, "I hate your dog," and I'm like, moose. "Oh, moose, you bad dog." And then like we put up with bad gas, and he passed a bunch of stuff. And then on Sunday we had <laughs> we had Mother's Day and we had corn on the cob. All right, remember that. Oh no. So then last night, I mean he. Uh, like for the last four nights, he would just wake up in the middle and go, and I get him up and he'd be. Oh, rough. And then the last night, he's like puked up this big uh, Ritz cracker wrapper. I'm like, gosh dang it, Moose. <laughs> and then last night, he just couldn't stop puking. And he was just laying there and he wouldn't even get up. It wouldn't move and just blah, puke. And it was like, it smelled awful. And then he puked up a corn cob, which was from Sunday. So I'm like, his gut has just been oh, rotting wow. away. And so Moose had to sleep outside last night, and he, I woke. I came down and had to spray the whole patio off. And um, oh no! Yeah. So I took him to the vet, and they don't think he's. They think he's just he's just sick from all the garbage and junk he's been eating. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So now, hoping no blockage or anything. Did like Buddy that. make those kinds of mistakes? Uh, Buddy was the best dog ever until his last year. Oh, he, he was. Then he he was, was such a good dog. And then he just didn't care in his last year, and he would steal hot dogs out of kids' hands and didn't care. But he was so nice about it. It was like <laughs> the most like gentle. Like one of those cranky old men. Most gentle. No, he was like, he was like, hey, I'm going to take your hot dog and gentle retriever mouth. Just put his mouth around the hot dog and pull it yeah, out. Yeah, right? the soft grab. Then he'd snurf it. So Anyway, so I'm hope, <laughs> hoping Moose does not have a blockage in his bowels i'm, I'm taking for a walk after this and hopefully he poops and we're all good to go you know but you guys had a really good track record of dogs we got good i dogs. mean buddy dogs are just good though. um opie buddy opie dobby, dobby. <laughs> you know i love dobby so you much did. you did that little stump yeah, yeah. stump with stick legs anyway man should, let's, should we get into the history here I guess so. Where are we at on time? Yeah, it's a good time to get into the history. All right. Uh, like we said, we're drinking Kings County Bottled and Bond. And before we get into any history, any mention of what goes into uh, this great, hopefully great whiskey, uh, let's send it to break. So here we go. So we're back. Almost had a scare with Moose again, but we are back. Uh, before we get into any history, I did want to give a shout out to Ben Klepsig. Uh, ben is awesome. He lives in Wisconsin. A true Wisconsinite is a nice Wisconsinite. Uh, and he was so kind enough to send us a sample of Kings County Bottle and Bond, as well as a few other pours, which we're so grateful for. So shout out to Ben at Madtown Marketer on instagram if you ever want to check him out he's awesome uh that's the only shout out i got this week uh but yeah we're drinking like i mentioned king's county bottled and bond Uh, although king's county distillery is a small distillery this is not our first king's county product on the podcast episode 96 uh, officially 55 episodes ago we had the king's county straight bourbon Uh, though what we're drinking today is also a straight bourbon what we drank then was not a bottled and bond. So I here's okay. So that's where everything started for me on the history today. So I revisited this idea on the label of this bottle. It says bottled and bond. And then the line below it says straight bourbon whiskey. And I came up with a mathematical truth that not all straight whiskey is bottled and bond. But all bottled and bond bourbon is straight bourbon. Or straight bourbon is bottled and bond, but all not all bottled and bond bourbon is straight bourbon. Okay, so let's talk about that for a moment. Uh, because truthfully, there's not too much history uh, that we haven't discussed for Kings County Distillery on episode 96. And I'll cover a few of the, the big stuff. But before we get to that, let's talk about straight whiskey or straight bourbon versus bottled and bond bourbon. And... And I'll get to why I'm excited about this idea in a little bit. But to be a straight bourbon, here are the rules. So it's a bourbon whiskey that is distilled from a fermented cereal grain, in this case, corn, uh, at least 51% corn. And that's not straight rules. That's bourbon rules. uh, Aged in new charred oak barrels for at least two years at a concentration uh, with barrel proof entry, basically 
altogether, you can't age it with it being any higher than an entry barrel proof of 125. Uh, the only other allowed modifications to straight bourbon prior to bottling consist of batching whiskey. You're allowed to batch from different barrels, uh, sometimes from different distilleries, although uh, apparently only you can only do it from the same state. Just found that out. Uh, a straight bourbon can be chill filtered too. Hey, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> uh, and adding water is allowed uh, to reduce proof, but it can no it can go no less than eighty proof. So those are the rules of straight bourbon, which is a designation of bourbon. Uh, secondly, on the other hand, bottled and bond <laughs> bourbon must be the product of one distillation season and they usually do like january through june and then july through december those are half year seasons uh, by one distiller at one distillery it must have been aged in a federally bonded warehouse under u.s government supervision for at least four years and bottled at 100 proof the bottle's or the bottled products label must identify the distillery where it was distilled and if it was different where it was bottled but every bottled and bond bourbon a requirement fits the requirements of straight bourbon but if you're going to ask about proof requirements be like oh but the bottled and bond didn't mention that it's distilled to no higher than 160 and barreled at no higher than 125 well you're wrong because those are actually general bourbon standards, not only straight bourbon. <clears throat> so technically, both straight bourbon and bottled and bond bourbon stick to that standard. All of this to say, all this to say, <laughs> here's most of the history this week. Uh, all this to say that bottled and bond bourbon is a subset of straight bourbon. But straight bourbon is not a subset of bottled and bond mm -hmm. bourbon. So should they be subsets of one another, by mathematical set theory, they would be equal sets. But alas, mm -hmm. they are not. Oh. Anyway, oh, I looked and thought that up on Google and like typed in a few different searches of like, are all straight bourbon, are all bottled and bond bourbons straight bourbons? I found nothing, nothing of the sort. But I looked at the definitions and mathematically deduced using my deducery Ooh. and um, and I didn't see anything online. So yeah, I'll take credit for that idea. If anyone asks if what you're drinking is straight bourbon, just know that if you're drinking bottled and bond bourbon, you're drinking straight bourbon, uh, whether the label says it or not. So here are some uh, small other facts about Kings County uh, Distillery. Uh, the distillery is 11 years old, started in 2010 by two guys, one named Colin Spolman and the other David Haskell. Uh, they use the old Paymaster building, uh, kind of like a, I believe it's like a military or like government building that uh, used to be in Brooklyn. It's like really old. It's like a over 100 years old, that building. And they pride themselves in using New York grain and traditional distilling equipment. They do not source, which is highly um, commendable. Cool, I guess. <laughs> Com yeah, commendable. I like that better than highly cool. It's <laughs> um, cool. They do make everything themselves. Yeah, highly neato. There you go. Um, so, um, what we're drinking today, Kings County bottled and bond. Uh, it is bottled and bond. Therefore, it is a hundred proof and a minimum of four years in terms of what we're drinking. 
but it is said to be about a four year. So not too much higher than the minimum. It is, get this, Robbie, it is not a three grainer. Hmm. It is a two grainer. Okay. It is only corn and malted barley. I was going to say that malted being barley which, 80% malt corn. It has a chemical agent in it that helps catalyze the whole whiskey making process. Yeah. I learned from you. Enzymes. Enzymes. Yeah. That's what I, I, I kind of And you were right. They use, yeah. And so 80% corn, 20% malted barley, uh, which is actually a high amount of malt for what we're dealing with. So, like, getting over 20% or getting over 15% malted barley is definitely a high malt action. So, um, I read that this is aged in 15 gallon barrels, which is risky. Like, like we've talked to, uh, for example, uh, Del Bach whiskey, mm-hmm. and Del Bach uses 22 galloners, and they only age for 14 months. This is a smaller barrel, charred on top of that, and meaning that it can go even faster. And they go four years in 15-gallon barrels. I have a feeling this is going to be overaged. Okay. Um, it's going to be a little soapy. Here's my here's my hypothesis. And I might be wrong. And I'm hoping <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, but it's risky for a four-year bourbon to use 15-gallon barrels, in my opinion. Uh, normally sold in 375 bottles, milliliter bottles, that is. Uh, but also available in 750s and 200-milliliter bottles. But the total wine price for a 375 is pretty high, actually. It's uh, for a half bottle. It's 59.99. Uh, that's all I got for what we're drinking today. If you want to know more about um, uh, Kings County and the distillery, check out episode 96. You can learn a lot more there. Uh, I definitely stayed away from overlapping too many uh, details, but you can find a lot more there. So. Uh, feel free to hit that one up. Let's uh, open these little sample bottles and let's uh, drink some whiskey. What do you say? Sounds good. That sounds like you say yes. I do say yes. You know, so I was look, like looking at their website today. They have some pretty cool whiskey offerings. Have you have you they checked? Do. It? Oh my gosh, they really do. Yeah, they have like a peated uh, bourbon. barley bourbon, the, mm-hmm. and then they have a they do. Kind of your standard, like a moonshine, chocolate. and they have a chocolate one. They have a honey moonshine. They have a grapefruit jalapeno infused moonshine, which to me sounds mm-hmm. awesome. A winter spiced whiskey. I'm like, they got a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah, so, they really do. Yeah. I'm glad you looked that up because that definitely adds a lot. It's cool, and it's like the flasky kind of looking bottles, which I always like. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, like the the uh, hip flask almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so far the nose is really good, actually. Yeah, what are you getting? I like it. A uh, little bit of candy, um, like hard candy, almost like a almost like a rye. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if I had a similar nose on a rye whiskey as opposed to this. Which is funny. There's no rye in this. This is on, only corn and barley, malted barley. I'm getting actually notes of corn. Yeah, you're right. You were totally right. Notes of a little bit of corn. Sweet for sure, uh, but not too sweet. Uh, I'm really intrigued by this nose to see what the palate's like uh, because it is a good nose for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely get a little bit of spice. Like it's, it's almost got a rice kind of a spice to it. Very faint though, but it's also, I get a little bit of like a floral note to it. Um, and then just like, a, just like a faint caramel. 
is what I'm getting on the nose. But mm-hmm. so I was getting latex at first, which I'm like, gosh, I'm tired of getting latex on bourbons. So, but mm-hmm. I'm doing the hyper swirl and uh, f- slowly going away from that. So I don't know. What'd you get on the on the palate? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, my, sorry, I almost coughed. My prediction of overaged, soapy, is not true. Mm-hmm. This is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping it wouldn't be, and it wasn't. Um, some complexity to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it feels rich in uh like a caramely way like you could tell i mean four years isn't a lot for your average bourbon but for a 15 gallon barrel bourbon yeah this is a lot uh but it's not overdone like i said um i'm gonna have to take another sip and kind of figure out a little more uh, but this is uh sugary um corn Corn is, is up front for sure, uh, but I want to dig a little deeper into those notes, so give me another another sip, but what do you think? It's got a nice spice to it. Like, it, it almost tastes like a rye, but it does have a lot of, like, a bourbon sweetness. Mm. Um, gosh, I'm getting, like, a little menthol on it, too, so a little bit of menthol. Mm. And there's, like, a weird, not quite bitter, strange note somewhere in there, so there is definitely some complexity to this. Um, uh huh. Which I'm digging, uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, just based off like the mash bill, I'm like it's not it's not really oaky either. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too oaky. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but based on the mash bill, I wouldn't expect it to taste this way. It definitely tastes more like a rye to me, but a weird yeah. rye. So. Hmm. Yeah. One note that I am getting that does match with the mash bill. I'm getting a lot more malty. Uh, like single malt notes um, with 20% okay. barley. It is it is a little high. And I'm getting uh, notes of like uh, dried apricot a little bit. Oh, okay. Mixed with that caramely corn, bourbon-y. Uh, it's pretty good in that way. Like that's that's one of the things I'm getting. Like dried apricots, but like subtle uh, compared to the, the caramely notes and the um, kind of the corn notes. Uh, it's a good mix of those three to me: caramel, corn, and like dried, dried stone fruits and stuff I, like that. I can see the apricot, like because it's an apricot's not like a super punch in the mouth kind of sweetness. It's just yeah, it's a pleasant mm-hmm. mellow sweetness, right? And I can see that for sure because it's not. Yeah, this is sweet, but it's and like not super sweet. And I put the put the water in though. The sweetness really comes out. So I already moved on to water. I hope you're hopefully okay. you're ready, but. Okay. Get a lot more sweet, a lot more sweetness on it for sure. Um, back to the neat though, the mouthfeel, it's got a really nice mouthfeel, super viscousy. Um, has it like uh-huh. kind of like a, a warmed, thinned honey kind of a thing, kind of like when you get like a okay. like the dregs of a hot toddy kind of a thing, where it's just got that last little bit of Ooh. warm honey at the bottom, like it's got that kind of viscosity. Yeah, too. totally. Um, I like that. That's yeah. a good note. Yep, yep, yep. That's me. Good note, Rob. That's what they call me. Yep. Good note, Rob. That was a nickname (laughs) in college. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, I was thinking about this this week. Um, You know, like, that's one of our phrases. That was the nickname in college. Well, we have another one that I forget. That's kind of like a follow-up to something. Be like, I forget what it is. Maybe you think about it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But one that I want to apply later, and it's going to be at the perfect moment. 
Uh, it doesn't have to be today. It's going to be in the future. But this is, you know, like as someone like me, I have to plan ahead a little bit, but I have to wait until the perfect moment. <laughs> like today to, at work, Cole I got a really good D's nuts joke in. What's that? You have to plan your spontaneity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you got, um, you got a good D's nuts no, joke in. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's just say th- this is this is this is changing it up a bit. But it was something along the lines of like, "Hey, who do you think's gonna get the promotion this week?" And it was through like a group chat, and uh, and I'm like, "Oh, I think Mandy." And let's say there is someone at my company named Mandy. Mandy's um, nuts. Is that what you did? No, no. Oh. And then someone's like, "What's who's Mandy? Like, what's what's Mandy's last name?" And I'm like, "Mandy's nuts." <laughs> And they're all like, wow. And I was like, did you like set me up for that? Or did you not see that coming at all? Uh-huh. And he's like, no, I had no idea. I'm like, then I feel great about myself this week. <laughs> so um, oh, I love a good D's nuts got joke. Him. Like, got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, look up, look up <laughs> got him. That's spelled G-O-T-E-E-E-M. And you'll find a great video on YouTube. Oh, man. So when that, and, when uh, that was popular, when that first came out, I was, uh, I was coaching one of my, like, I was coaching the, my favorite <laughs> group of uh, middle school boy, basketball boys I've ever had. They were totally so fun. Yeah. And, like, they would, they just kept doing it and thinking I didn't know what it was, but I just thought it was hilarious. So I kind of played uh, naive to it. And I thought, oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have called them up. Like, Guys, hey, but... Hey, but they were your best crew. Oh, they were good kids. They are good kids. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the phrase that I want oh, yeah, to bring right. up <laughs> is um, in like the perfect moment for it. So I got to wait until it's perfect. But we'll be, that was the song of my people. The song <laughs> and like, of my people. Like just, just use that phrase. So whenever it hits, it's going to hit hard. So be ready for it. <laughs> it's good. It's gonna hit hard. Anyway, Brace you were yourselves. saying, Robbie. Brace yourselves. I like this with a little yeah. bit of water. Um, yeah, it's got the nose is great. Nose is really good. Super, like super sweet. Kind of like all the like that mellow like apricot kind of this. It's not that much anymore. Yeah. It's, it's just like a really sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like honey maybe. Like, no, I keep going to honey. It's not honey, but it's like a, the nose is much sweeter. And on the palate, it like is bright and hot like it, it kind of the vapor shows up a little wow. bit and it gets spicier i think it really it's does really good yeah but it's not like bitter it's it's like Mm-mm. just spicier mm-hmm. hmm. yes um yeah uh, so a little th- bit more rye like in a way absolutely this is interesting it's really interesting to me that it is much more it reminds me so much more of a rye like this is this is good it, but i don't think i would i don't know like it's kind of crazy labeling it a bourbon when it tastes so much like a rye. Like I would drink, yeah. I'd be much more like rye. I like rye in the winter time when it gets colder. And uh, this is mm. something. I, this is more of like a winter bourbon to me for sure because it's got kind of those spicy notes. Yeah. So it's funny though. There's no rye in yeah. it whatsoever, which is cool. That's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I too enjoy it. I do get a, a few of the malty notes that I was getting before. Not as dried apricot, but definitely like malted barley. I'm getting notes of like scotchiness and, um, but, but more, definitely more than that. I am mm-hmm. getting notes of like spicy corn, just, just good. Like almost like a right between a bourbon and a rye. So uh, in terms of the notes, I got a question for you, Cole. 
What, uh-huh. What's like a high, like what, so like single malt's awful. Is that just it mostly has like a high amount of malted barley in it? Or what What are some other whiskeys that have like a lot of malted barley to them? Because I kind of like to compare Irish to whiskeys, the, uh, Irish Japanese whiskey? whiskeys, scotches. Yeah. They all are 100% barley. Not always malted barley, but uh, like single single malt scotch is always malted barley. 100% uh, single malted? malt Irish whiskey is all 100% malted barley. Single pot still Irish whiskey is a mixture, but mostly usually malted barley. Okay. Um, and then Irish whiskey, I mean, uh, Japanese whiskey is typically, I believe, um, malted barley as okay. well. I got I to gotta start, because I, I, I can see where you're going with that, but I really can't quite wrap my head around, head around like the malty flavor, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's usually the notes I get from a good malty flavor are like uh, chocolatey, mm-hmm. um, uh, pears, uh, or dried apricots are the biggest notes I'll get from a malty, um, you know, whiskey. Yeah. So my bus driver dropped that so cube. So I'm about to drop this cube. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ooh. Oh, weird. So, uh, what? It, it's what cold. happened? It got colder. But <laughs> the thing that I was really surprised, weird. the thing I was really surprised by, here, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to see what you're getting first. So I want to, Wow. On the nose or what? On the palate. So like on the nose, nose was not that great to me. It kind of went back to the the latexy almost kind of thing. Back to back to the beginning. Yeah. Not as good as the water. But the palate It's sweeter. Something really hit me, yeah, which about is to awesome. Sip. So you take your sip because Was it cold on your tongue? It was cold. Oh. Um, <laughs> Here we go. All right. Because what what hit me hit me hard and fast and it was surprising and delicious. I just want to see what you got first before I kind of come out with what I said. What'd you get? I wouldn't say anything hit me hard and really? fast. Okay. It's kind of muted. I'm going to go beginning. for another sip then. You talk. Um, malt shows up first here. Uh, you know how I said the, the water pour and the neat pour that it was over, not overwhelmed, but it was overshadowed by the bourbony or rye-like American whiskey uh, flavors. Uh, with the ice, it became much more scotchy, but like a depth of a scotch, like uh, something like Abalor or something that's like really rich, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like um, sherry finish, uh, mm-hmm. like rich brown sugary scotch, something like Glendronic or something like that. More along the lines of that than bourbon in this case. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? I, and I got my, on my second sip, it wasn't there to the extent the first sip was, but it was definitely there. I got like a grapefruit mm-hmm. almost, like, and it hit my like the back of my mm. tongue really just strongly. Um, but it's like a spicy grapefruit, like an all spice kind of like thing, which is Ooh. it's surprisingly it's working well. Like I don't think I would necessarily be like, can I have a grapefruit all spice pie? Like I don't think I want that. But that was really yeah. good and surprising. There's a little hub of what for me on this. So nah, yeah. I dig that. I don't get that, but I dig it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of bitterness, but not enough to complain about with the ice. Oh, man. I'm digging it's, this. Um, yeah, I'm getting like a weird grapefruit. Like, oh, it's so good. I like that. This is fun. What a fun yeah. whiskey. What I a like fun, that you like that. What a fun whiskey time I've had. Fun whiskey time. What? Nice. So, <laughs> saying... What weird? <laughs> You're just saying it weird, man. 
Oh, man. Um, so, so what do you think of rating? I, I, I like this. Um, I don't love this. It's definitely not my top five I've ever had. Um, no, I, I like yeah. I like this a lot. I think it's got a lot of good stuff going on. There's some complexity there. Not super complex, not overly complex, but there's some complexity. There's a little bit of, you got to kind of search around through in it a little bit. Um, I think water overall was my favorite, but that grapefruit note, the hub of what got me. So there's a lot going on. I'm going to give this an 8.3. I feel like it is, I like it's, it's definitely worth giving it a shot for sure. And I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I and it's I don't I don't see a lot of people talking about it, so it might be kind of a nice one to kind of get get your foot in the door on and share with some friends. So yeah, eight point three for me. What do you got, Cole? Nice. I got an eight point zero five. Okay. Not not quite an eight. Not quite an eight point one. Right between the two. <laughs> uh, why I did that is because I did enjoy it. I thought it was very good and it's special. You don't often get. A 80% corn, 20% malted barley kind of mash bill here. Um, and I am impressed that it wasn't overaged for a four-year, 15-gallon mm-hmm. barrel uh, whiskey. That is impressive. Um, maybe it's just the cold, by-the-sea, um, Brooklyn uh, temperatures or something like that. I do think, like I said, it's good. It's not blowing my mind, but it is special. And that's why I didn't give it in the seven range, because it is special. It's different in a good way. Uh, but yeah, would I buy, uh, here's what here's the thing. Would I buy that a half bottle of 375 for 60 bucks? Yeah. I wouldn't. That's true. But I'm very appreciative to even try it. So yeah. thanks again, Ben. But uh, yeah, I'm giving it an 8.05. Noith. That sounds great. Noise. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that sounds good. Should we uh, go on to our? Do we do a break before what was world was? What? Oh gosh, whiskey world. Well, theoretically, news? we do. Do we? Theoretically, we send it to this kind of break. Did I break the break? Is the break broke? I think you did, but I didn't say whiskey world news yet. So I think you got it. Did you just say it? Did we? No, it's time <laughs> for whiskey world news. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a part of the show where we hope we don't mess up the standard way we do things, and we read an article <laughs> and we talk about it. Uh, this one's titled. It's coming from the Whiskey Wash. It's titled "Glen Morangi Announces Single Malt Created for Mixed Drinks," and it's written by Allison Nichols, which sounds so sweet and nice compared mm. to Kilgore Marchetti. Kilgore. All right. Glen Morangi recently announced the release of X by Glen Morangi, a single malt Scotch which specifically created for mixed drinks. The new release was created from a combination of whiskeys aged in bourbon casks with some finished in new char oak casks, allowing for what's described by the brand as sweet flavors including pear, vanilla, honeysuckle, orange sherbet, sherbet, and chocolate fudge. X by Glen Marangi came from the dream of creating even more flavor possibilities with a single malt that's made to mix. Consulting with top bartenders, we crafted this sweeter, richer single malt for all those enjoying mixed Mixing at home. Glenn Morangi's director of whiskey creation, Bill doc, Dr. Bill Lumson, said in a prepared statement, Ooh. luscious with vanilla and pear, succulent orange, and honeysuckle, all drizzled with chocolate fudge. X by Glenn Morangi is uh. perfect paired with a favorite mixer. 
to inspire mixing, Glenn Rogers designed a series of simple. Sur- I, you know, I'm not even going to read anymore. But X X by Glenn. How Rogers much is it? Is available in the United Kingdom at this point, pricing at thirty euros. Three three serves. Wow. Will be showcased on Nick Tag accompanying the bottle. Oh, okay. It just has recipes. On That's the pretty bottle. cheap. Okay, Cole. So, what are your thoughts on X by Glenn Maranji? So, two thoughts is I was really hoping that if it were meant only for mixed drinks <clears throat> or you know mixing, that it would be cheap, which it is. Uh, you know, Glenn Maranji pour for less than probably forty bucks in the conversion. Um, that's that's reasonable. So I'm happy they did that. Um, but I find it funny. But yeah, I think that's really what matters most, I guess. But yeah, I find it a little funny that there's some of these fantastic notes like orange sherbet or, or um, honeysuckle mm-hmm. or vanilla and um, what pear, he said. Yeah. Um, and these these fantastic notes, like who would want to mix that kind of crap? Like I just want to drink that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I get it if it's like, like I I can appreciate something that's really good for mixing, um, you know, like Makers and Coke. It's probably better than Jack and Coke in my opinion. Uh, Makers is a little more expensive than Jack, but it's worth it, you know. Um, I don't know. Like there's here's there's not a lot of great <laughs> Scotch mixed drinks unless like I've heard of the penicillin and like uh what is it like uh Rob Roy that's my favorite I forget Rob Roy that's the one I was thinking of yeah. Um, but we could do better than that, you know? And, and actually I think there should be more, especially non-smoked scotch cocktails out there. Um, there's a few, but like, I think, um, we could do better. And so maybe this is the perfect opportunity to do better, but I would really actually want to try this X by Glenn Morangi. Um, because it uh, does sound pretty good when you can get notes of like, Vanilla, pear, and orange sherbet, I'm in. And honeysuckle, <laughs> What do you think? Well, first of all, when you say scotch cocktails, I immediately thought of scotch cock- scotch cocktails, my gosh, like, oh my gosh, uh, Oshkosh, my gosh, scotch cocktail, my gosh, anyway. Um, yeah, Oshkosh, my gosh. Oshkosh, my gosh. So first of all, any single malt is created for mixed drinks if you're either dumb enough or rich enough. Am I right? Uh huh. So they didn't. Yeah. Quite, they didn't, they're not quite leading the industry there yet. Um, the next thing is, is if X really like? <laughs> <laughs> they're like this like, is breaking all hey, the rules. We, we, we got to name this new liquor. Like, what are some of our inspirations? And there was like, I don't know, like Doritos and every uh, caffeinated soda <laughs> in the nineteen late nineteen nineties. Like X. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, you know, I, I do, I, I agree with you. Like, you got those tasting notes. But, like, to me, like, a mixer, like, hey, this is a great mixer because it tastes like whatever you mix it with and it's got alcohol. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need great tasting notes on a mixer necessarily. Um, yeah. At least in my opinion. But I don't know if it's a higher-end kind of mix where, you're, like, you're trying to pair, like, you're, you know, kind of do, like, mixology and pairing those notes with some sort of, like, infused bitter sugar or something like that. Like, I don't know. Mm. But anyway... It's cool, whatever. It's a good price. I if I see it, I would try it. But yeah, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. 
All right. So I guess it's time for uh, our last segment here. What whiskey would you choose? And last week we talked yeah. about, uh, it was your, I mean, and I really thought we were going to get some, like it might be a, a sad fest here. We might have to go into group counseling. What is your regrettable never again whiskey? <laughs> and Cole went with old Overholt bonded. And I went with Kirkland on the mm-hmm. podcast. I think I said they're bourbon, but I was, when I was looking at it, I'm like, no, that's not what it was. It was their Canadian whiskey. So the Kirkland Canadian whiskey. Ooh. And I killed you on this Cole. 77% to 23%. Really did. And I think part of that is because yeah. people like old Overholt. So it's not super regrettable to other people. Um, and I feel like Canadian whiskey is easy to regret <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Um, we had some good write-ins this week, though. Uh, Miles Ferguson, we did. 518, Kilted 518 said, does Southern Comfort count as whiskey? Still in high school, drinking age In this 18. case, it does. Well, and to verify yeah. that, Mini Cooper Fatboy, uh, Jerome Edwards went with, Southern yeah. Comfort as well. So it counts as a whiskey. Yep. Um, totally counts. In this case, for this sure. This time. <laughs> uh, mm. Jason Preston went with Stranahan's. I can see why that's regrettable and like it's... I, don't know, I could also see that. The, for price point, you think it would be better than it is kind of a thing. And I get that. Uh, I'm with you. Do tell him. And I, I imagine, and I might be wrong, but Jason Preston might hit us up and be like, yep, that was it. It was like not worth it. Yeah. And then uh, Drew Toland went with Sunnybrook. He says, never again. I don't know what Sunnybrook is. Do you know that? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay, neither have I. You have to fill us in there, Drew. Yeah, Drew Toland hit us up. And then, Maybe you uh, can send us some. This is a first, I don't know if this is a first time writer in her, but it's new to me and I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, Russ Gomez went with Lusty Claw. Nice. Do you know Lusty Claw? I've never heard of that either. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. But now I got to look it up. Now I got to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for writing in, Russ. Uh, Joel Nemonite. Yeah, thanks, Russ. Says not enough characters uh, to write this message, see the DM. Basically, it was what? Oban. And he did. It was Oban. Oban Oban 16. Or 14. 14. 14. 14. And it was his first time having yeah. it. Wasn't really into scotches. Drank half a bottle while playing and Halo when everybody else passed out at a bachelor party. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's I a, love Joel. He's a good guy. He says he still likes it, which you know, hey, more power to you. But uh, no, I would, I would still like Oban's fourteen. That's yeah. a great bottle. Yeah. The question is, how well were you playing Halo? That's the only thing. Question. Yeah, yeah, that's a question. <laughs> so let us know, Joel. And then C. Thomas Kidd went with uh, the correct answer always is Kentucky Gentleman. <laughs> oh. And then uh, Bryce yeah. Murda. I've had oh, Kentucky Gentleman from the 70s. What up? No, but go on. <laughs> Bryce Murda, he went with Lagavulin because that's when he didn't know what Isla was. And that makes sense. Mark on mm. Casey, Ezra Brooks 99, or Baker Single Barrel. Both tasted like roasted peanut shells, which sounds great to me. And then our friend over at Who Gives yeah, a Dram. Yeah, sounds like went with, Will It Pot still. Yeah. And Who Gives a Dram went with Fireball. And I can see Fireball getting people in trouble. That's, uh Like I said, I mentioned last week, like, puking whiskey is the grossest. But then, like, if you puke a sugar, sugary whiskey, that sounds disgusting. So... And then uh, Joel, Joel and M09, Joel Bradbury, he called me out. He's like, if you haven't puked, you're not drunk. <laughs> so, yeah, and you said, attack. Okay. So I'm like, maybe. And then your, your, str- your record's yeah. intact. Yeah, still ca- still got it, baby. I think the court of law might, so. might argue otherwise, but I like that philosophy. So That's true. Anyway, Cole, yeah. you, got a, you got one for us this week? I do. Yeah, so this one's an interesting one. I don't even know my answer at all yet. I got to really think about it. But let's say you come across a friend okay. who doesn't like whiskey because they've had one or two and they didn't like them. Okay. 
and but they're really into gin. Oh, okay. What is what whiskey would you choose to try to convince them that bourbon or not bourbon whiskey in general is worth trying if they're really into something like gin already? So, oh, what's man. a gin lovers? conversion whiskey is kind of the question golly so i gotta think about this one so when, mm. I, when I think gin oh man i mean you have your your uh london dry which is very juniper he- juniper heavy yeah uh-huh. which is that pine needle which, hey look at that that's the uh, name of your daughter yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> had a few too many and uh what oh gosh never mind this i the, i've messed it up already um so yes my daughter's name is juniper <laughs> but anyway the london dry was very <laughs> juniper heavy, which is the pine needle kind of a thing um, which I don't know yeah, if you can yeah. necessarily compare it to. So I'm going to go more towards like, um, like the, oh gosh, what is it? I can't even think of the name of it. Like an American gin where it's a little more florally, a little yeah. more like cucumbery kind of uh-huh. things like that. And I'm thinking I got to go with something Irish because I think when I drink Irish, I do get some floral notes out of nice. that. Nice. Um, I like that. Oh gosh. I don't know which Irish I'm going to go with. That's yet. a good call. What are you, what are you going with first? Let me think here. Let me, let me do some thinking. You know, it's funny. I kind of just made fun of this brand uh, a little bit. Okay. But I would go Stranahan's. 100% malted barley, uh, or 100% barley at least. I forget if it's 100% malted. But 100% barley mash, aged in new charred oak barrels. Um, it's got something special. It's got a lot of like a notes. I've always gotten notes from it. And I believe they're all single barrels. I might be wrong. But I believe they're all single barrels. Um but yeah, huge notes of like uh, orange peel and fruitiness throughout. And I feel like if you're into gin, you might like some fruitiness and you might like some like uh, citrusy notes. Uh, might be worth trying a Stranahan Standard, the yellow label, um, because it is, I wouldn't call it light, but I would call it very fruity. And maybe that's what a gin lover would enjoy. So I'm going to go with Stranahan Standard. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Green Spot here. Relatively well-priced. It is a little fancier, and I think yeah. a gin drinker is a little bit of a fancy kind of a person, so they might like that. So that's what I'm going to go with. Totes. Yeah. So I like that. So straight hands and Green Spot. Very different answers here. Very different whiskeys for sure. So it'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, split it up. Yeah. And then I feel like we'll get some good write-ins this week as well. Some, so, so think it out, friends. We think better. it out, listeners. Better. To, uh yeah, think out, you know, you got that gin friend. Maybe they would like a whiskey, but you got to treat them right. You know, you got to hit it at the right angle here. So um, that's what we got. You know, Robbie, it is um, it is time where we typically uh, decide what we're drinking next week, but we haven't even hit, or we just hit 50 minutes-ish in the podcast um we're gonna we're gonna do okay this week we're gonna be definitely less than an hour which isn't a bad thing i don't think over an hour is a bad thing but we rarely are less than 55 minutes if we get so uh, i'm looking at my list here this is typically when we get pickling and we pick up the next drinks yeah what do you think um henry mckenna is calling my name it is mine too. we haven't done it yet nice um what if we did the Henry McKenna versus the J. Henry and Sons? That was calling my name too. Ooh, J. Henry J. Henry McKenna and Sons. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the seven-year bourbon. That was a that was a sample sent in by uh, Caleb Olson and the Henry Kenna. Actually, we both got a bottle of that. Yeah, separately. Henry but, and Henry. Um, it's the battle of the Henry. Henry and Henry. Let's battle the Henrys this week. So yeah, I'm down with that, uh, listeners. If you're able to on Instagram, definitely hit us up by Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. No, no, no it's Tuesday or Wednesday when we battle it out. So I got for so what we're we drinking got, so, the next week. Since we have time here, Cole. Yeah. I got to call mm-hmm. you out. You do everything so well for the show. You really do most of the legwork, and it's amazing. But when, we, <laughs> but when we set up these polls, it was originally slated as Pick Two Tuesday because that's two. Oh, is that what it was? It was, and it was what whiskey would you choose Wednesday, and now everything's on Wednesday. I didn't even know this. Well, I did, and I didn't want to say anything because you do this so much good This is good for me to stuff. know. Yeah, so, so since, since you're debating it right now, I thought it was a good time to bring it up. Um yeah, Tuesdays it is. I'll set mm-hmm. an alarm. All right, perfect. So Tuesday, you can pick which whiskey we'll drink. Wednesday, you can tell us what whiskey you would choose. And I'll tell you one thing. If we don't hear from a lot of people, the whole next episode is just us chastising you. So, Yeah, yeah. We're going to make fun of you all the time. <laughs> Be like, if you don't, Drew Tolan. If he didn't write in this week. And you know what? He's slightly less good looking. Okay. So no, there he's, you go. he's always as good looking. <laughs> Cole. <laughs> anyway. Not like that. Well, no, I know. Just, I'm, nah, I'm yeah. teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. But, uh, but, uh, um, but, uh, uh, yeah. I hope you have a great week, Robbie. I hope, uh, you'll drink some good whiskey this weekend and, uh, enjoy time with the family. And Cole, I hope that you get to hear the song of your people this week i too hope i get to hear the song <laughs> of my people this week but i hope also that uh yeah i hope your garden's doing well and and all those gardeny things you're doing oh, it's it's got to be doing well but most of all listeners i hope our love of whiskey spirited yours i messed it up i <laughs> Did you intend to mess it up? uh, Well, I I messed it up and then I went with it. Uh, Most of all listeners, I hope our love of spirits lifted yours.